we haven't started yet. I'm about to do my, my Duolingo. I told you. I thought it was going to start right away. I did too, but we never do. Comment te va? How's it going? You have chose one of the hats. Tienes que elegir uno de los sombreros. Welcome to the Summer 16 Podcast. We're back. A podcast between two friends who met, you guessed it, in the summer of 2016. As always, you got your boy John Bowie, and I'm here with my dog, Day or Tot underscore seven on Instagram. Every Wednesday, we'll have new episodes where we somehow figure out how to combine our different views, experiences, and beliefs to talk about just about anything and we'll always leave learning something new on today's episode we decided to mix things a little bit mix things up a little bit we have a few things to catch up on on this memorial day weekend instead of our normal current events segment we're gonna share with you guys one of our instagram live conversations with some of our friends and fans of the show And as always, we're going to end with our audio, visual, and mental section, AVM, where you guys can take some of our recommendations and, you know, tell us what you think. So with all that being said, what's good, dog? I'm not even going to lie to you. I am tired as fuck. Uh, I know, like, we went on Instagram Live and said we were going to spend 30 minutes on there, and 30 minutes turned into, like, damn near two hours. It's cool because like I had I think we had like a really really good conversation um, for sure a really important conversation at some points some was funny some was like kind of serious but overall I think towards the end we decided like let's just make this a part of the actual show because I think even for people on the on the East Coast it was super late for you guys because um, we got started late playing Call of Duty earlier so. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good, though. You're 100% right, man. Um, one more time, just a shout-out to everyone who participated in our Instagram Live. The one thing I really liked about it, it wasn't just us talking at people. You know, we really got some engagement, some different thoughts, and, you know, people sharing their beliefs on some of the topics. So, you know, later in the episode, you know, folks will get a chance to hear some of that. Uh, but we're coming off of that high right now, so let's uh, ride this wave, man. Um, yeah. Half Marathon Monday. Where you at with it? Uh, so I got up this morning, and my plan was to get up like around seven, walk my dog, by seven forty-five, eight o'clock, hit the pavement and go running because I knew I had like a really long day. I looked outside this morning. And I was like, "Yo, fuck this! It's raining entirely too hard." Yeah. Like I took my instead of taking my dog for the normal one-mile walk in the morning, we got. We got maybe like four blocks away. My dog said, uh-uh. I'm, gonna <laughs> no take my sh- I'm, t- I'm taking my shit. Let's go back home. Wow. So like I wow. chilled out for like, an- like another hour, hour and a half. And then I ran. And then I ran like, oh, I'm going to tell you a quick story. So I almost died today. What? Like, like literally almost died. Like 
my life flashed before my eyes. So I'm running. What? And I'm running, like, around this lake. So I'm, like, maybe, like, five miles into my run. And I'm running, like, it's this, you know what, you know what Lake Union is. When you came, you stayed, like, on East Lake. You sure? So, so I'm running around West Lake. Okay. On the other side of the lake, whatever. And I'm running down the hill, and, like, like the pathway kind of hugs the lake. And I see a bunch of people on the pathway. So I'm like, you know, coronavirus, I'm going to kind of, like, get into the bike lane. Then bikes started coming. So it's the it's the walk, the pedestrians, then the bike lane next to that, going both ways, and then a parking lot. So, so I'm in a bike lane, bikes are coming, then I'm in a parking lot. So I see cars coming, okay. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I look to my right, and that's like the West Lake Drive. And I'm looking, and I'm like, oh. My mind, I'm like, okay, I see, I see a couple of lanes right there. I don't see no cars, but one of the lanes, one of the lanes... Well, right beside me, outside the parking lot, was it's like brown, um, as like brown asphalt, like brown concrete. It's, it's like a sidewalk. Okay. My mind, I'm like, oh, that's a sidewalk. And I see, I see the, I see the street right next to it. I'm like, okay, sidewalk and then street. So it's this, it's some shrubs. On my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna, it's raining a little bit. I'm gonna run and skip over the shrubs and and jump and jump onto the sidewalk. At the very last second, I don't know what told me to look up. I see, I see a fucking truck coming about 50 miles an hour. On, I'm like, is that a truck on a sidewalk? It's not a sidewalk. It's a street. Dog. Wow. If that truck would have hit me, it would have been over for you, boy. So basically, you're telling me you almost literally jumped in front of traffic. Yeah. It would it, have it, totally been my fault. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I didn't double check or nothing. But uh, it was uh, like my whole life flashing before my eyes. Jesus but Christ! You gotta be careful when you're running, yeah, whatever. But like, I saw some people from my run club. Um, everyone six miles into my run, I ran with them like the next like five miles, and mm-hmm. it was good conversation. Um, I ran a lot faster without I run faster without music, so that was good. So I got through the hardest part of my run, you know, kind of more comfortable because I was talking while I was running. Mm-hmm. So, but overall, uh, marathon Monday, half marathon Monday was pretty good this week. Nice, nice, nice. So, you know, we talked about my um, coming back from my trip this weekend. So I actually worked out every single day while I was gone, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I did not run a half marathon today. I will come clean. It By the time I got back to San Jose, it was about 3 p.m. And today the, it was 94 degrees outside. So I was going to do a late run like we typically do, right, where we'll just do like a later evening run. But, you know, with us needing to get on live and, you know, do the recording, you know, having and, kind of and, lost a lot of time. And I was playing Call of Duty. And playing. So, I mean, yeah, I, I did do a run. I did like two or three miles today, like in this heat. And I was like, oh, I'll do six. And then literally halfway through, I was like. I will I will die. I have been drinking way too much over the past few days. I had I did hydrate pretty well, but at ninety degrees while you're running, yeah. like that's stupid. It's dumb. You definitely gotta listen to your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I just hit like, you know, two, three miles. I did like my long loop that I do on occasion. Uh, I felt good, you know, and, and I'll just met, catch up catch it up on it on the back end. So I'll probably do some bunch of five sixers, you know, maybe a couple of eights. Um, this week, um, but I'm not really tripping on it. 
Um, I think we'll call this my, uh, what is this, like a, what, a tenth of a marathon Monday? <laughs> <laughs> it's all, I mean, it's all good, dog. Like I know, I know. You did three know. miles, that's three yeah. miles more than a lot of people did today. Yeah, I guarantee you that on the holiday, right? You know, and it was a travel yeah. day, albeit you know I got back in the house. You know, I don't have AC here, so it's like burning up. I'm trying to straighten up and got a couple miles in, so that feels good. Um, you know, and just overall working on being, you know, uh, managing my own expectations for myself, right? And just saying, you know what, it's okay if I didn't run for two hours today because I didn't have the two hours. It's not that I was just you know, skirting it, but, you know, I would have been passed out somewhere um, by the Guadalupe River if I tried running in this heat, man, but it was still good. It was still good. Um, I also took some time to catch up on our shows, so um, I think what do we have this week? Just Insecure, right? Is that the only one? Yeah. uh, uh, um, The last dance is over, so. R.I.P. Just Insecure. Um, uh, Shout out. I, I did, came out today. I was on the um, Courtside Theory podcast, and we covered the entire um, documentary on their podcast. Oh, yeah. Do a, do a quick plug, because you did a bunch of work with them. Just give a quick yeah. shout out. So this this week, um, well, if you listen to this, it'd be two days later. But um, on Monday, the, the 25th, their podcast dropped. It's uh, three guys. Um, one is from Portland. And the other two are um, are from Australia. We live in Australia, so it's kind of interesting seeing like the time difference. Like I'm recording at 5 p.m. and it's like noon the next day for them. Um, so we we covered like the entire um, documentary in one sitting, and we asked a bunch of good questions about what we thought about the gold and um, different Sorry, scenarios what was that you in the podcast. You what you thought about what like. Who you think the goat is? If you think Jordan's a goat, or if you if you don't, then who do you think? Who your favorite player was? Like best like parts of the like the documentary to you. Um, spoiler alert! Like, like not spoiler alert, but like I think I kind of knew everything going into the podcast, going into the documentary. Yeah, uh, mostly everything. But like the one thing that I didn't really know about was like the Steve Kerr story and his dad and like all that stuff. So that sure. I found that like really really interesting. Um, and also next week. So it's, you'll be listening to this on Wednesday or whenever you listen to it. But um, next week, what, the f- is that the first? Or the, second? the first Whatever. week of May, the first week of June, I mean, the first week of June. Yeah, yeah, the first Monday in June. Another podcast that I recorded with them will be coming out where we kind of covered um, Coach Carter. Mm. So that's so so you hear this later on in this podcast. Um, I recently watched Co- Coach Carter again, taking notes while I'm watching this show for their podcast. And... Um, it's interesting watching that in 2020. Sure. Seeing like seeing a lot of things in that movie, like especially like how they dressed. <laughs> it's just funny. Sure. And but, realizing uh, that that's just right up the road from where I'm at now, right? Like yeah, Richmond, it's close yeah. to home. Yep, for sure. But yeah, so shout out to them. Um, yeah. So no, no, no other shows, but uh, Insecure. Yes. Okay. So Insecure, episode seven. We don't get any Issa in this episode, do we? We it's all Molly and and her. I want and Andrew. I say, her and Aunt, yeah, her and Andrew on a vacation. And it was directed by Jay Ellis. Oh, really? I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, to that. Uh, Jay Ellis is um, Lawrence on the show. Yep. 
Oh, nice. And he made a little cameo at the end there, too, didn't he? Uh, so, I, I, I I actually really like the show. Do you really like it's the episode? episode? You're, yeah, uh, yeah, it's episode. What did you like about it? Um, I think it was like a break from the usual um, episodes that we usually get from Insecure. Um, it was a it was a lot in in a little bit. Uh, we got a, we got a further insight into like kind of Molly's uh, her personality even even before they went on their vacation. So this episode kind of centers around Andrew and Molly going on vacation to to Puerto Vallarta, which is one of my favorite cities to visit. Like I think me and my girlfriend have been there. What I, I've been there with her like. Uh, Two, three times five, now, right? No, like five times. Oh, more than that? Damn. Yeah, yeah. And, and she has a timeshare there, and her mom has a timeshare. And we go there, like, you know, at least, like, once a year. And she yeah. goes, like, I think my girlfriend goes, like, twice a year. Easy. But um, uh, we got we got an insight. She, they, they go to visit, like, Andrew's brother and Andrew's brother's wife. And it kind of starts out with them in L.A. And one thing that, that I kind of saw was... Um, at the end of the last episode, Issa was going to walk into an Ethiopian restaurant and she saw Molly and she was about to go like kind of talk to her. And then she's like, oh, why do I have to apologize for talking to her reflection? And then she kind of like left. And we, that episode led us to believe that Molly didn't know Issa was there. But she exactly. did Exactly. Yeah. And chose to kind of ignore her a little bit, right? Yeah. So... Um, Molly was all getting ready, like, "Oh, here we go." Has the conversation? She's about to come apologize, and she gets she gets mad. That she Psych, kind of right. walks off. Yeah, and then uh, one thing I didn't kind of like was how she treated her her. I don't know what her role is, but obviously her subordinate at work. And she's like, "Well, you don't get paid to make me look bad," type shit. And I didn't I didn't like how she treated her. Mm. She could she could have used better words with that, but. Mm. Um, that kind of gave us like an insight into like this kind of her personality even before they got on the vacation. Yeah. So this is the one thing that kind of stood out, right? Like, you know, you, you alluded to it that, you know, her and her boyfriend, Andrew, who is an Asian guy, you know, they go and meet his brother and his and his wife, his brother and his wife. Right. That's proper. Um, and so, you know, it's, these three, you know, Asian Americans and Molly, who's black, and they did a, a really interesting thing, and I want to get your feedback on it. When um, Molly goes to get, uh, you know, the girl gets water splashed in her face. Molly goes to try to get a towel for her. Um, she asks the, you know, person working behind the booth, and she's like, "Hey, can I get a towel?" And she's like, uh, "I just need to see your key card, and you'll get a towel." Obviously, Molly just is getting out of the pool. She don't got her key card on her. And uh, instantly, you know, Molly takes it to the, oh, you ain't asked those white people in front of me to show you a key card. Like, what's different? You know, because I'm black, I got to show you my key card, blah, blah, blah. The brother comes by and sees all the, you know, uh, the messiness, shows the key card. They take the towel, blah, blah, blah. And now they have a conversation about it. And ultimately ends up with Molly, you know, saying something to the effect of, you know, uh, the brother challenged her saying, you know, what if she was just doing her job? What if this wasn't a racial incident? And, you know, Molly responds after a few exchanges of words saying that, 
you know, oh, y'all only want to pretend to be people of color when it's convenient to you, um, you know, and really kind of sh- shooting shots. Kind of play, yeah, playing on that whole model minority. Type yeah, thing. yeah, playing on that whole thing. So I want to kind of get your feedback on that. You're, you're aware of the situation I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, what did you take a take? What did you take from that? Like, did you think Molly was in the right? Was that a racial incident? Where do where do you stand on that? Honestly, if I'm in my situation and I'm like right behind a couple who didn't show the key card, I would I would automatically think it was racial as well. But okay. would I would I like? I would have like fine. You know what? I go get my key card. Here's my key card. Obviously, I'm a guest here. Give give me my towel. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't have like blown up like like she did. Yeah. Um, but. I would have made a mental note about it and be like, that, that, that's really fucked up, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that she would do that. But um, I'm not as confrontational, as obviously, as, as Molly is, because she has True. no problem with confrontation. Facts. But um, uh, I, in that situation, I would have thought it was a racial, like, it was based on race. But, yeah. I, I, um, I always struggle with incidents like that. So, um, it's a couple different things that it, that it kind of showed a light was a light was shown upon in that in that situation such that you know when she was getting up there she was kind of getting up there at the tail end of the other people you know walking off with their towels it's not like she was standing there waiting the whole time she saw their entire exchange she just kind of caught the end of it right um yeah. and so it's like you don't know if they showed their their key card or not but you're just kind of running with this narrative that's already in your head um truthfully you know as a black man i constantly struggle with this situation of like damn was that racially motivated was that like and it's already you never really know for real you never really know and it's maddening right and so the thing was you know when the um the brother, you know, tried to like, you know, have a conversation with her about it. You know, I think that Molly handled that very poorly. Not because I think it's every black person's responsibility to educate a a non-person of color, if you want to call them that, on scenarios like that. But in that situation, like... You know, it, it didn't have to go the way she did where she blew up at them and then made it seem like all of them, her boyfriend included, you know what I'm saying, are just trying to pretend to be a, a minority when it's convenient, like you said, being the model minority. I thought it caused more issues than it did anything positive. And, you know, if I was, if I was Andrew in that situation, I think that I would have hoped that she would have handled that conversation in a more constructive way. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, I definitely wouldn't have handled her like she did, especially like with the, his family. Yeah. But I can't say that her brother was all the way in the right either. Like, no, he was definitely also not. fucked up shit too. Like, he just, he's totally dismissive of her feelings and um, and just said, just deal with this shit like I deal with it. Like, even, even if he felt it wasn't like a racial situation. Even if Molly was wrong about that and she didn't really actually see what was going on, don't yeah. dismiss my feelings about a situation, how I feel. That's, that's I think it's super fucked up, especially if you just met me yesterday. Like, you don't know sure. me. Sure. And then, like, and I feel like on top of that, dude's, uh, Andrew's husband's, Andrew's brother's wife 
and Andrew were, were trying to like talk him off the ledge at first. They and were, like, yeah. Like, yo, like, relax. He kept going. He did. And then, and then where shit flipped was when Molly said, uh, what he said about this, the thing about, um, you guys only want to be minorities when you're, when you're, um, when it's convenient. It's convenient, and, yeah. And then he turned to Andrew and said, oh, you're different. And I'm like, oh, that kind of, that's like, Ooh. that, that didn't really, like, wait, like, what's that mean? Yeah, nah, fam, like, that don't, that don't land, right? Like, and that's exactly a good point. Um, you know, because they were like, hey, fam, like, you need to chill, bro. And so, yeah, he pushed a little hard. Um, and it was nice that, you know, Andrew and, you know, even the wife were like, hey, come on, man, you're out of bounds. Uh, but then for her to then lump everybody up now with her targeted, with her attack, you know what I'm saying? That was really interesting to me versus actually just going at him. Versus well, one, thing, one thing I would say is, I, I think that thing that kind of pushed her over the edge, which is which is one thing I talked about this with my friends earlier. And my, like my family does this as well. When we're in mixed company, don't speak a different language. That's oh, super. That was, no, 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 that, that that's was super rude. That was fine, but that's that was just rude. the brothers too, though. That wasn't. Yeah, the but, but, but yeah. still, no, that's, right. that, that's rude. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if if I'm if I'm with my parents and like. Let's say my friends are there and they start speaking like Yoruba. I'm like, yo, like they don't understand what you're saying, and they could they could take this as you're talking about them, and because our parents do do that, mm-hmm. they will talk about somebody to the like right there in front of them, not thinking that they understand what they're saying. Yeah, and so I can see that too. But no, that's um, a good point. Yeah, but I saw this tweet earlier, right? That my friend tweeted, right? And it, it brought me back to last no, episode before last, the the big fight episode. Right, right, right. I he said, <clears throat> uh, so when when are we gonna talk about how Molly probably fucked up her relationship? Whispers, like how Issa said she would. Mm. Do you think that that's do you think that that's enough to fuck up the relationship? I I don't. It's hard to say because Andrew is such like a cool guy. Yeah. And I feel like he, even though he feels a certain way because they were like sleeping in the bed. They were vibing. Like, they were vibing until that day. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but then that, that night after that whole shit happened, they were both like not laying in bed, not talking, and he gets up the next day and lets her sleep in. I feel like he's the type of guy that would be like, all right, I'm going to play this cool for the rest of the vacation because I don't want don't want to fuck it up. And mm-hmm. then I'll handle this when I get back. Facts. So um, well, that's a really good point, right? Because also, you know, um, there was that I did not really quite understand that awkward exchange at the end there, right? Like they get back to L.A., Andrew and Molly are walking up, they bump into Lawrence, and you know, I guess Andrew has no idea of what Molly's relationship is with Lawrence, um, but it was that awkward exchange there where he's just it was kinda, awkward, uh, but she did introduce him as her boyfriend and i don't i don't think he necessarily dismissed that or i, I think you, that i think that more so was them kind of showing that that andrew that Lawrence was out of town and maybe that's why he didn't show up to the block party uh i don't know i thought that was Cause, cause, i thought that I was more saw, so uh, be, that was more so because i thought that was more so because candola or or Condoleezza or whatever her name is uh, said that they broke up. 
Um, I don't know. Well, he, he, I don't know. That's hard to say. But we'll see next. Well, I, mean, I don't know if you saw the previews for next episode. Not yet, no. Oh, man. Just, you, episode, can t- you can tell me. You can tell me. It just basically shows, um, you, you saw the end of this episode. He, he gets on the phone, Lawrence, and says, you know, um, can we get a drink? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking to Issa. And next episode is Issa and Lawrence on a date. Even though she was just kicking it with Nathan. Yeah, basically. And oh, going back to this episode, um, when when Nathan calls um, Andrew, and and uh, Issa's in the background, and Molly's like, oh, oh, she's kicking it with him, even though he kind of played her. And then like, Andrew has to tell her like, well, he was going through some shit. Yeah. And that's why like she she's like still cool with him. And now Molly's like, oh, now I feel like a piece of shit now because Facts. I didn't know that. Like, ugh, I don't know. It kind of goes back to that whole thing, though, that's kind of the behavior that's becoming a pattern, right? It's of her being, in some senses, either overly judgmental or overly critical, right? And like you said, you, allude, it, you alluded to it at right, the very first interaction with her, um, I guess, secretary or her assistant at the yeah. job, right? The way that she... And for lack of, you know, better terms, was very aggressive with the conversation with Andrew's family or Andrew's brother and everything, the way she handled that in a kind of over the top manner. Um, And then the way that, you know, Andrew has to like kind of bring to light to her that, hey, man, like you don't know what's going on in his life the same way you don't want somebody telling you what's going on in your life, blah, blah, blah. And he seemed to be the only voice of reason throughout the entire episode. Every yeah, I time thought, she would go left, I, I, he, I fuck with Andrew. To be honestly, like, honestly, like, he seems like a like a cool guy. Yeah. Um. But um, one thing I will say about this episode, I cringed, like literally cringed when when Molly said, "Oh, you gotta eat this ass first. Ugh, like, like she like she has no sex appeal to me. Like. I understand, like she has sex scenes on the show. Yeah. I, 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 like, one, I know in real life that she's a virgin. Oh, is she really? Yeah, she's a virgin in real life. Oh, I didn't and, know that. And she's like super proud of it. And so like, I think maybe, maybe that kind of like plays a part into like a high picture of her and her sex Not appeal. Believab- no believability there. Yeah, just if you gotta if you if you gotta ask. Or you gotta say you gotta eat this ass first. If he's not, well, if they're not doing it, like off their own volition, <laughs> like if that's yeah. the, if they're not volunteering, I don't think that's the uh, thing that you start with to uh, yeah. get the party started. Is it, is it gonna be that great? Ooh, honestly, dog, you, you know, I had kind of blocked that whole scene out, like because you know, truthfully, I'm not a super molly fan anyway like yeah like she is attractive but then i think when you do like the personality stuff or of her character yeah i'm i'm kind of just like ah, oh yeah oh yeah sorry so, hold on when i say that I, I don't think she's like sexy or anything i'm talking about her character yeah yeah I, no, I, sure. I, I, yeah, not yeah. to you but people who are listening i like i do i do think molly not molly whatever her name is um Yvonne, i do think yeah Yvonne. i do think she's attractive uh, I mean, yeah. aside, besides her, her, her weave on the show, like yeah, this but, is kind of rickety. But, <laughs> but no, I, yeah, and but to, to your point, 
Like when she was just like, you got to eat this ass first. I was just like, oh, shorty, what? Like ride my face or something first. Like, can we like make it at least somewhat like uh, maybe maybe Andrew was like, oh, yeah, that's what I wanted. But like, is it because I feel like when she put her laundry, she put her laundry, he was like, "Eh." oh, my God, I guess. (laughs) Like he looked up and he was just like, oh, that's what we're doing tonight. And he's like, what you think? He's like, shit, I had I had a loo, I had the rabbit, I had all this. Like my man was ready and she just had like <laughs> some underwear and he was just like, Oh, okay. That's cool. I think I uh misinterpreted what you meant by a good time. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, nah, that was that was a very awkward um in- situation. I think that uh I, you, you bring up a really good point. Um, Andrew is definitely much more of a non-confrontational person, uh, and woof, like he uh, he might drop a bomb on on Molly and just be like, "Oh no, I just think we need to, a little bit of space," and that's gonna send her up a frizzy. Uh, you know, she's like, "Oh, she's like, oh, Issa was right," and he's gonna be like, "Told you, bitch." Ah! See, that's the thing. I think you might be giving that character too much credit, right? That would be a very secure thing to say. Issa was right. Oh, but no, she's not going to say it. She's not going to say it. She might be yeah. thinking it. But she did reach out to her therapist again, so I thought that that was uh, interesting. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So that's a that's one of the things that, you know, could be a silver lining of sorts that, you know, she's willing to put in the work to, you know, help herself because she's recognizing that maybe there is a pattern of behaviors that is – you know, detrimental to her own happiness and relationships. Yep. So we'll see, man. Episode seven. Um, they're still going great. The finale has to be soon, though, right? Uh, yeah. These go on, I think, ten episodes, right? So eight, two, eight three to more ten. Episodes. Eight yeah. to ten episodes, right? Yeah, but they got greenlit for another season, so. They did. Shout out to shout out shout out to the, they getting it, bro. Speaking of Issa, I watched her. I forgot the name of this movie. Um, not 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 the photograph. The one with the the Indian guy. Oh, the one the love story joint. Um, uh, I just saw it. I just saw it. Um, it's called Lovebirds. Like, Lovebirds. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it uh, the other day on on Netflix. Good. It was it was, it was decent. I mean, uh... it was like. A comedy. It was like a comedy, and I mean, it, it, it was You're entertaining. You're not selling this dog. You're not selling. It was. It was, it was entertaining. It was like you ever seen Date Night? Date Night. With, Wait, um, the one with uh with uh. uh from Ozark. Uh, Jason yeah, Bateman. Jason Bateman and what's the Rachel McAdams? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, wait a second. That shit was good. So, it was good because I going into it, I knew it was a comedy. Yes. Right. So it would like this movie is also a comedy in that same vein. Like, oh, we're a couple and we have like, like a relationship and it's kind of going. Through, we're trying to get this spark back. Always going through problems and within the course of this day or this night, we um go through all these like different wacky scenarios and at the end it, it brings us closer back together. Oh, you're talking about game night. You're talking about game night. Not date. Oh, night. sorry, sorry. Game night. Game sorry. night. Yeah. No, yeah. but see, but see, dog. Game night was good as hell because it was also like unpredictable. Like I, I started thinking it's like, okay, Jason Bateman in a comedy. Here we go. 
But that whole thing flipped up. It, it, it flipped on its head as the movie got going, and that shit was really good. I mean, Are you telling me? Here, like, you're telling me this movie? It's just unpredictable. It's unpredictable. There's definitely an orgy in the middle of it somewhere. What? I don't know if that makes this sound like a it was, good It, it was super yeah. unpredictable. That's a super unpredictable thing, I think. But, I mean, it was... If I have to give it, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, I would give it, like, a... If I saw it in the movies, I would give it, like, a, a 6. Because it was Netflix... I'd give it. I bump it up another another star and give it seven out of ten. Hmm. It's on what Netflix. You, what, what, can you, what can you lose? What would you give Game Night out of ten? Um, for the genre, for like the same genre, um, mm-hmm. I give it like an eight. I thought Game Night was really good. It's very good. Ah, uh, maybe eight. I'll give it a try. Maybe if maybe if yeah. this, I mean, how long is it? It's about an hour and a half. Yeah. How long is this movie? 86 minutes? Yeah, okay. That might be uh, worth playing. I like Issa Rae. Let's support Issa Rae. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Let's yeah. support. I still, still got to watch uh, also for the photograph. That's the one. With Lakeith uh, Stanfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't people cancel him? Not that I heard her. I thought because he was saying like... Yeah. Uh, like stuff against the LGBTQ community that got canceled. Um, I'll send you some videos. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. Maybe I wasn't on Twitter that day. Right. So good stuff, dog. Yeah. Overall, it was a good episode. Right now, uh, I think it's a good time to segue into our conversation from earlier on the episode. We we started our Instagram live, you know, just kind of catching up, working our way into things. And, you know, after recounting some of my stories from Memorial Day weekend, we really had a good conversation about our own childhoods, child rearing, our own kind of thoughts on that, and got a really engaging conversation from folks on their own experience. And so I think this is a good time for us to share that. And so... Um, I think without further ado, let us, you know, present that clip for everyone. No, it's your Wi-Fi. My, my Wi-Fi is A1. It's not. <laughs> spell A1, nigga. We just had some good Call of Duty action. Yeah. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to Gary and Shannon. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing Shannon tag us in these push-ups. Do you think he's gonna actually do the push-ups? No, he's not. So, uh, so we were playing. Because <laughs> we're boring as fuck. She's giving us rolling eyes because we're boring. We're talking about video games, and then we're gonna talk about sports, and it's nothing that she can relate to. Let's give the people something that they can relate to. How was your Memorial Day weekend? Did you do anything fun? How did you celebrate Memorial Day? Okay, what is that? How did you celebrate? Memorial Day. Uh, I went to the grocery store and uh, I ran. And that was it. And I played Call of Duty. How is the weather? Good question. Uh, it's like fucking 93 degrees. 
where I'm at. It's way too hot. And I don't have AC at my place, so it's pretty bad. Uh, in Seattle, it's like 50s and raining, which is, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too happy about that. Would you rather it be 93 and hot as fuck like it is for me, or 50 and rainy where you are? 93. Keep that shit. I would rather the rain and all that. Our audio is struggling. Callie says our audio is struggling. No, take your, take your thing off. My case? Yeah. Uh, but then I'll be unprotected. And you know I don't do anything unprotected. I don't do anything unprotected. <laughs> 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 Did uh, no. I'm in the Bay Area. Yeah. Yay area. Yay area. But South Bay, so it's not like the beautiful... Uh, it's not the beautiful weather of like San Francisco or Oakland or anything. How does this sound? How does this sound? Is this better? Yeah, it's better. Oh well, man. Now I gotta now I gotta take off I gotta take off protection to have a better quality uh experience. <laughs> How absurd is that concept? Everyone knows protection makes it better. Is, 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 that, is that what it is? Can I get hearts on the little thing? <laughs> Wait, how do I do that? I, I don't think you. I don't think you can give me hearts. Oh man! Overall, it was a good time, though. Okay, so this is okay. It's just us, right? It's just us talking, right? Sure. What's the craziest thing you've ever you ever think you said to your parents? Oh, my dad, for sure. Like, I fought my dad before. You fought him, fought him. Yeah. Your dad pieced you the fuck up? You know, my dad, you know, my dad is like 160 pounds, like 5'8". That don't mean he didn't piece you. That's like saying I couldn't piece you up. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that. Mm. <laughs> mm. And my dad, his dad can't fight. Like, he tried. I mean, that's his heart. Wait, wait, so you're he telling me you... So you're telling me you whooped your dad's ass? No, 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 no. I just like kind of tossed him to the side, threw him on the ground. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't like punch my dad in the face. I wouldn't do that. You punched your dad in the face? Not that I wouldn't do that. Um, I, just, I just tossed him to the side like a, like a little kid. You threw your father. Why? Is there a story there? I, mean, I couldn't even tell you why. It's like me and my dad used to go at it. Like, so this has happened multiple times. Uh, yeah, but that, that was the only, like, physical altercation. Why are you out here trying to put hands on your father, man? You can't on me. I don't think... I've never... I'm a grown-ass man. What the fuck? Oh, so this is, like, since you were older. This was uh, like... I, 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 was in high, I was in high school. Okay. Facts. Um, I, uh... The closest I got... The closest I got was like um, when I was in college. I think, you know, I was I don't know. I was on the phone with my dad talking about something or some shit, and uh, <clears throat> fight your dad, dog. Like you wouldn't fight. fight my father, like you would. No, no, fuck fight. <laughs> my dad can fight for real. Dude. Exactly. I, I still try. Him. I would still try it though. I think. I, I think. I just whatever psychological things I have wrong with me, I would still try it, but. 
Like, I think I was on the phone with him one time, and I was just like, he was trying to tell me, like, give me some advice or something, and I just was not having it. And I told him, you know what, man? Quite frankly, I'm in college now. Like, I'm a grown man, and I'm going to do what I want to do, and I don't need you for nothing. And my man was like, oh, word, and gave me bars. Proceeded to give me real-life bars. And so, you know, I ate that shit. I mean, he gives me bars regardless. I think he's... My man, my man, psycho. Yeah, I love him. I would have with him. Yeah, you've got that. On the other hand, I, I, I think I'm more scared of my mom than my dad. That's fair. Ah, I'm definitely more afraid of my dad. Did your dad give you whoopings growing up? Uh, not really. You had like Nigerian beatings, so though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my mom was definitely. Uh, wait, we, we passed statute of limitations, right? <laughs> you said what? So we passed the statute of limitations, right? I don't want to get them in trouble, but uh, my mom definitely whipped the shit out of us, like with objects. But like, what was, what was the craziest object? Uh, I, I saw her throw a pan across the room, like an actual like frying pan type joint. Yeah, hit my hit, hit my brother in the head. <laughs> shit happened. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever hit you with a pan? No. No. But, but, but you know, we, we had mostly those Nigerian or, you know, African punishments. Like, when you're online and shit, and they're like, oh, stand with your arms out for like three hours and type shit. I don't know what that means. What? What do you mean? You know what I mean? I, I don't know what you're talking online. Like on oh, the internet? Uh, yeah, like on, the, on the internet. Mm. Mm. Like, on, like, um, like, uh, what's that movie? Um, old school, like old school. Oh, oh, yeah. like in the movies, right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. African punishments, exactly. I heard of one where they would like whip the bottom of your feet, and then you had to go stand somewhere. Oh, did that happen to you? I, no, no, no. I'm saying the worst. I'm saying the worst thing ever. So imagine this: like you're standing from a standing position, right? Okay. You have, to, you have to touch the ground with your left index finger. Okay. So you bend over and touch the ground and take your right foot and stick it out behind you. And like just hold that position? For like an hour or two. An actual hour? Listen, listen. All right. Are you so, sure you're not just listen, a dramatic I was, ass I, kid? I told, I told Callie, right? I told Callie, right? She did not believe me. Okay. And so I called my brothers on FaceTime. Okay. And they also from one by one. That this was a case that she, I don't know if she's in here. Cal, but, I think but, Callie's in here still. But, but Callie can confirm this: that that it was literally hours on end. <laughs> <laughs> you were abused. I'm so sorry. All right, so, all right, listen. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a story, and then this story. Let me see if I hold on. Let me see this position though. So so st- take your left take your left index finger, put it on the ground, put it on the ground, and it th- take your right foot and stick it out behind you. Y'all can't even see this shit. We're about to get the production quality right. We're about to get the production quality. For the people. Oh, left. Opposite foot, yeah. Like, oh, like, shit. And you, you have to hold it. Okay. And I just stay like this? Yes. Yeah. Damn. No, no. I, so I, I remember. Dude, you had to do that for an Hour? No, 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 no,
and then like if you if you out that position, we got if it caught out position, we got beat. It has to go back to the position. If you got caught out of position, you got beat. Yeah, and then go back. So the the longest time I ever had to do that was was when I'll never forget my mom um had uh, gallstones, so she had to have surgery to get them removed. And then, like, she came home. I think she was in the hospital for, like, two days. She came home. She's like, I'm really tired. I'm going to go to sleep. So in our backyard, we had, we had a hoop. So it's me, the twins, and my youngest brother. We're in the backyard playing basketball. And my mom was like, you guys are too loud. I need some sleep. You know, calm, like, quiet down. But like, okay. Go back to playing basketball. She came back and told us again. And she got mad this time. We were like, all right, we'll, call, we'll, we'll quiet down. Dog, that third time on site. Man, we was in that position for like four hours, dog. Easy. Easy. Did you cry? Cause that, that punishment sucks because like you're thinking of you're thinking about the shit you did wrong, right? You're like, yo, why did I do this? Yeah. Why, why did you just stop playing basketball? Did you cry? Yeah, what? <laughs> and then I'll see what happened. So it's like Two hours later, right? And then, like, I'm like, yo, fuck this shit. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna sit down. Fuck this. So my mom came out, right? And then she saw that I was sitting down and my brother was still in the position. And she said, all right, you can go to sleep or you can leave. You <laughs> keep going. No, I was so fucking hot. Look, look. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nelly the Great, Nelly the Great says, because confiscating the basketball wasn't sufficient. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, can he confirm that it was ours that we were in that position? You, you talked to my brothers, right? She wasn't there shooting with you in the gym, man. But she talked to my brothers, though. Okay, so listen. If you had kids, right? I know, you know, we've talked about this, too. Like, you're against, you know, whooping kids. But would you have them sit in a plank position for an hour? Like, No. no. Would you have them, no, no, like... Nope. Because, no. like, the thoughts I had about my parents... Confirm with brothers. Confirm with brothers. So you you gonna have me in that position for hours? You gonna go to sleep? <laughs> and the thoughts that ran through my mind, I'm like, yo, I could poison your food right now. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> oh my god, this wasn't about the basketball at this point. This is about her golf stuff. Oh man, yeah, she was taking her frustrations and pains out on the kids. That's what Africans do, yo. Good lord, good lord. So, what kind of punishments she wanted y'all to feel the pain she was feeling? Exactly, that's exactly what she wanted. Mm, mm, that, was wrong, that was wrong, yo. That's cool. It made me who I am today. You know, I want to say that I'm sorry that this happened to you. In you don't care. You're happy it happened to me. I think that's just hilarious, Loki. <laughs> That shit is so crazy. I've heard the craziest things from like my African friends in terms of like their punishments. Like, ooh we, ooh we. Why can't you argue? Can't you argue that that was doing you like a favor and it was helping you get in shape and be stronger? No. You're strong fucking hamstrings. I'd rather get beat, yo. (laughs) Like with me, yo, and then get it over with. I go to sleep. The PTSD. How are y'all still family? You would still say you love your mama, though. That's the crazy this, thing, this right? Reason. A couple years ago, I talked to my mom. I was like, yo, remember that Remember that time you used to always just like beat us and stuff? And she was like, 
I did it because it said in the Bible it says you have to beat the kids. I'm like, yo, like wow. you don't care, do you? You don't care. You're not remorseful at all, right? Right. She had no. She had no bad ill ill will. Like it, any hard feelings. Like she was like, no, no. I mean, like I was doing my job. So like, fuck is you whining for? You know the crazy thing though. So you know, so one of the twins, he has a daughter, and she's uh, she just turned twelve. So it's like <laughs> that's why two days on the West Coast, he ain't never coming back. Basically, <laughs> basically. So, so uh, this is like a couple years ago. My, my niece might have been like nine, and we're all in my mom's house it's during like Christmas break. And then we're in the living room, and I'm sitting there, and my niece something kind of yells at her, and then like like has like a face like. Kind of sad. My mom got so mad that my mom got so kind of yelled at her. And I'm like, my brother kind of yelled at her. You know what I mean? You just yelled at her? You know what you used to do to us? Wow. Like, you wow. used to. Oh, see, but see, that's that feeling right there, right? That's that exact feeling right there that would have you, like, be. Like that anger would be like, oh, that's how the next generation of kids get whooping, bro. No, I'm not doing it. But I'm just like, you, you have no room to talk. How would you punish your kids if you ain't going if you're not gonna have them do squats and wall sits and push ups? The Bible also talks. The Bible didn't tell you to abuse your kids, but then again, the Bible also talked about wearing mixed fabrics. See how wild that is? Very wild. Quite wild. But yeah, okay. I'm. A, um, I'm just gonna line them up against mm -hmm. the wall. Punch them in the chest. Are you making a joke because that's what happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I did tell you. I did tell you that story about like, like when I was going to high school. Did I tell oh, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell me. You tell me. Because basically, because basically, uh, uh, it was about to like the the school year's about to start, and the day before, like I'm. I'm getting my whole fit laid out. Like I'm about to kill him with the high school drip for day one. And my and Pops calls me in the room. He's like, hey, hey, Jonathan, come here real quick. Da, da, da. And I walk in the room. I'm like, oh, what's on TV? Like, what's good, dude? Man, I'm, I'm over here feeling all good about myself. And my man said, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> like straight chest shots. And I'm like, like, damn, bro. Like, what was that? And he was like, well, you know, that whooping shit, like. That's for kids. Like you want to go to you going to high school tomorrow. If you want to act like a man, I'm gonna treat you like a man. And I was like, bro, like that's some sick shit. That's sick. That's sick. But uh, like I said, yo, that's what I'm doing, yo. Privileges, taking them away. Oh, you gonna take away their privileges? That hurts. I'm on that one now. Like you gonna take away their cell phone or some shit? Cell phone, TV, whatever they whatever I put a into. I swear when I was a shorty, I swear when I was a shorty, I used to love reading so reading books so much that one time my parents told me I had to go watch TV and I couldn't read. Fucking nerd. Nah, listen, Nelly the Great, my pops wasn't mad. I mean, maybe he's always mad, but I'm telling you, it's just like my man has a switch. It's a switch up there. And he's just like, boop. I'm about to, I need to fuck shit up real quick. And then he flips the switch right off and it's back to regular. It's back to regular. Positive reward shape behavior. 
Positive rewards shape behavior. What do negative rewards do? Or what do, what do negative punishment, what do punishments do? What if, what if like, what if, the, what if the kid like draws it all over the wall, right? You, uh -huh. give a, you give him a cookie, right? They're gonna think that's cool. Right. But, like, um, my phone is blowing up right now. Um, shit's crazy, Tunde. Life is crazy, okay? Um, I really want another answer, though. What do, what do punishments do, Shape Bay? But, um, do they reinforce? Physical punishment breeds rebellion and resentment. So, I'm definitely not doing physical punishment. But so that's the thing, right? Like, I think about my own experience, though, like, I don't feel like I I have, like, some deep-rooted resentment against my family or my upbringing or my parents, right? Like, you know what I really think it is? Okay. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think physical punishment is right, because I, 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 I do think that there's a better way, and I think that parents have a responsibility to be creative on you know instilling the proper behaviors in their children but i think the one thing that does really like do more psychological scarring and things like that is when you're punished for things that you're not aware of yeah <laughs> you okay mr summer pot oh blink oh. <laughs> funny though. No, let me tell you a story this is this last week right it's like it's like i don't know 10 in the morning <clears throat> Kelly and I go to Tunde, and we're uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Sorry, Tunde. You you reward behaviors you want to see and ignore the others. Yeah, that's what I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you what. I'm about to tell you what. About, I'm about to tell you about that, dog. So we're we're at Green Lake. It's Kelly and I, and and Welcome Guinness around Green Lake. Okay. And this couple, they have like two kids that are on a bike. Those bikes the little kids ride with with no pedals. They just like use their feet to kind of like to go. Okay. And then, because they're, they're like four and like three, I don't know, right? So the three-year-old, he's like his own world, like kind of chasing ducks on his bike. And the four-year-old like, kind of like stops and is crying, so they ignore him. And then like, he's crying. The mom is like, hey, Billy, do you want to go time out? I'm going to put you in time out and get this kid. Hey, Billy. Like, I know what you're thinking. Yeah. But, but I couldn't imagine me being a kid, a parent, saying, do you want to go to Skymark and get some sleep? You can't imagine doing that. No. But, but aren't you saying, like, aren't you saying that you need to ignore the negative behaviors? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ignore you. But I'm not doing out and get some sleep. Let's see. Hold on. We got, we got comments coming in. What also leaves scars is physical punishment. For shit you could have just talked about. Yeah. Yeah, that's facts. Some kids just need attention. So attention, reactions to negative behavior could give them the attention they're looking for. I think that's a really good point, right? Because, um, you know, if you're doing, like, if your negative behaviors get the attention that you're looking for, or any attention, right, um, then it almost does that same thing of reinforcing those behaviors and they're going to keep doing it to continue to get attention, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe. 
And then you undermine my intelligence when you feel like you got to be physical with me. At that point, it's not about me. It's about you treating me the way you want to treat other adults but can't. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I would like to think that the way I raise, if I have kids, the way I raise them, I could have conversations with them from an early age. And like kind of talk them through like, okay, this is why um, I'm disappointed in you. This is why I don't like what you did. And kind of just talk with them. I, I, like, I think having a conversation with children, if you treat them like adults, they'll behave as you treat them like kids, they'll behave as well. Mm. Hmm. Is my sound uh, breaking up for you? Uh, you, sound, you sound fine. Okay, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just more so like, I don't know, like thinking. I'm thinking, right? I think I think there's really good. I, I I still can't wrap my head around the ignore the behavior one. Only use timeouts for dangerous or violent behavior. Oh, it does sound like you are breaking up, Tunde. Okay. We resolve issues all the time with other adults without resorting to violence. Why not extend that same courtesy to your kids? I I, I think that makes I sense. Agree, I agree with that. Yeah, I think I I think that makes sense. Um, but also there's a, altercations with adults that do end in violence. Shouldn't be, but it's real. Right? Is there any? Is there any? altercations either. Say what? Also, I don't go looking for those altercations. Either. The physical ones? Yeah, with, with adults. No, I mean, no, you don't look for them, right? And I don't think you look for your children to make necessarily mistakes and things like that, right? I'm saying with adults, if a fight comes to me and attacks me, I have no choice in that, at that point. With kids, you always have a choice. With your kids, I guess, yeah. Hmm. You really want to beat your boss's ass but can't, so you take it out on the kids because they can't fight back. Now, okay. And that's fucked up. No, no, no. Okay, so this, like, but that's, I mean, this is, that's the same thing, though, where, like, there are people that, you know, you know, do domestic abusive things for that same reason, right? Like, and that's a, a redirection of those negative energies. Let's, let's take those situations out, per se. Like, cause I don't necessarily think that every person that whoops their kids, displacement, that's the word. Thank you, doctor. Um, I don't think every instance of someone whooping their kids is necessarily because I had a bad day, so now I'm about to whoop that ass, right? Like, you know, that's you trying to deliver or teach a lesson. Maybe not in the best way, but it's not necessarily a displacement, right? It might just be like, what you think is best, right? Like, like I don't always think my dad whooped my ass because he was having a bad day. Like, I, and maybe I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, but like, he also whooped that ass. Like, now let me ask you this: If your dad beat you, right? Yeah. Afterwards, did he did he tell you why he did it? Every single time. Okay. Every single time. Every like, and that's what and that's what I'll say. Like, I'll say that I will say that if nothing else, I think I could tell stories all day. And my dad, it, not even bad mouthing, like, 
there's been some shit that's like beyond ass whooping that's like psychological where it's like yo like I apologize I'm apologizing to you after this you know what I'm saying even though you just whooped my ass kind of shit um when it kind of hits home um but at the same time right like maybe the conversation could have been had without the whooping or you know blah 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 but um I don't know man like Let's see. It's still violence. I hit you because I love you, but I mean, that also means you could have just talked to me. I mean, you're right. Like that's what, that line sounds like, <laughs> like a pimp in, in his home, right? It does. It definitely does. That definitely sounds like you're running game. I hit you. Why did you make me whoop you? Why did you make me slap you in the cross the face? Like I do it because I love you. This hurts me more than it hurts you. Fuck out of here. My nigga, I'm seven. You, know? <laughs> you got me fucked up. Oh, man. One time I got a whooping and my dad missed and got like the lower, like the, the, the hamstring muscle shit. And I'm like, damn, bro, like you missed. Like I'm over here like dead there talking shit like, come on, bro. Like, nah, like, come on, B. Like if you're going to do it, like do it right, my nigga. Come on. Oh, I, I saw a tweet yesterday. What's that emoji? Oh, that's Kanye Shrek. And somebody says, one time my mom was whooping me with a belt, and I caught the belt. Mm. And she told the whole family I tried to fight her. <laughs> <laughs> like, fair. Like, you want me to just sit here and get beat? Yes. Yes. Like, woof. Woof. But see, I mean, so even in all of this, right? Like, okay. We can we can agree that whooping your children is not the best method to parent, right? We can agree on that. But as I sit here trying to reflect and critically think, um, I I don't think that you or I necessarily have some deep seated resentment or 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 malice or ill feelings towards our parents, even though we got whooped as kids, right? Um, Do you think you have harbored some malicious uh, thoughts? Not malicious, but uh, I feel some type of way. Just because as an adult, I, I'll say that well, my parents, sometimes they border on, on child abuse. And as an adult, I try to have conversations with them. And neither of them, because my parents are divorced. Yes. And, and neither of them, like can speak to me as an adult and can have an honest conversation about like what they did. Mm. And that I have a problem with. Um, so uh, a comment, I, I'm African and have experienced African punishments, but I would have I would have to say that the conversations that my parents had with me were way more impactful than the other shit. I wish my parents would have a conversation with me. I I wish. I wish. I mean, but you grew up. You grew up in the twenties, though, Tunde. It was a different time back then. You're right. You're right. But still, I still wish they would have had a conversation with me, or had, or just say, you know, I don't like what you did, and I'm disappointed in you. Like, if my mom would, like, growing up. I think everyone hates apologizing. Sorry, she said. Parent. They said parents hate apologizing. I think everybody hates apologizing. Like you fucking abused me or abused us. Like, no, don't even say I'm sorry. Just say I understand where you're coming from. Um, 
I guess, bro. I don't know. Um, I feel like if, if my mom would have, growing up, my mom would have ever came to me and said, I'm disappointing you. I think that that right would have changed my behavior, like whatever I did, 180 degrees. Because, like, I don't, I, I guess the way my personality is set up, I don't, I don't like to hear people say, you know, I'm disappointed in you and I thought better of you. Like, that, that shit would have you thinking about like, whatever you did. Hmm. Versus, Versus, like, like oh, you, oh, you beat yourself. Okay. okay. All right. Maybe you're mad at that nigga. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to like I'm trying to I'm trying to really think about a lot of the things. Like so growing up we had three rules, right? You don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. That was really it, right? Like um like obviously like my my parents don't drink, so there wasn't like drinking in the house like you know, and then like high school time, you know, it's like if you living under my roof, you know, you're not drinking, you're not smoking, and you're not getting no tattoos. And then after that it's kind of up, up to you, right? Um, and I think those are pretty fair rules, in my opinion. I don't know. Um, and so when I think about like what we would be getting whooped for, like it would be either lying or like a lot of it would be like fighting each other. So like I have a younger brother, right, who's a year, fourteen months younger, and like we would be fighting a lot. And my dad is like, no, y'all don't need to be fighting each other. You know what I'm saying, like you need to be protecting each other. Like, that's, I'm going to be gone one day. Your mom's going to be gone one day. Like, y'all are all each other to have. Yeah, and yeah. so you need to be there protecting each other. And so, like, there were instances where, like, I would fight my brother or something like that, and it'd be, like, in the street or we was doing something, and my dad would whoop that ass. But then there were other instances where, like, I would whoop somebody's ass at school, you know, like, somebody was picking on my brother, and then I beat him up, and then my dad would be like, well, you shouldn't be doing that shit at school, but I'm not going to whoop that ass. Like, you know, y'all are taking care of each other. Does that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you, I, don't, I don't know. Like, it, I, I guess since things were clearer to me, I don't necessarily have, like, a negative association to it. But, um, I mean, I can still recognize that you know, you don't need to choke your child or punch him in the chest unnecessarily, but it is a funny fucking story. Uh, and at the time, I ain't gonna lie to you. At the time, I was like, this nigga's crazy. Like, he just really just punched me in the chest. I'm gonna run away from home. That, that'll teach him. Listen, I, how many times has a kid said they're gonna run away from home? And got like a stick in that motherfucking little handkerchief, and really thought they was gonna pack some shit up and be oh, gone. Man. Like gone. I think I've had maybe two or three moments where I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm out of this bitch. Jeez. Man, I, I, you know, you know how many times I've I've watched like I got beat, and like I watch like fucking the Cosby Show or Down <laughs> like, you know, why can my parents be like that? Man. Cause you, like on show, on show like that, you never see the parents like get mad and, and like discipline their kids. That's one thing you never see on TV. Mm. Maybe they need to bring a show up. Maybe maybe they need a show with that in it, man. How what percent of kids do you think get whoopings today? Today? Yeah, what percent of kids do you think get whoopings today? 
Wait, 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 wait. What community are we talking about? Yeah, Uncle Phil, but, Uncle but, Phil but, Joe, but Joe, Uncle Phil didn't, like, he didn't play, but he also didn't, like, physically punish his kids, though. You ain't see him put hands on nobody. I would say, in our community? No, no, no. I went across the board. Okay, 50. No, okay, 45. 45? Okay, in, in our community, in our community. 75. 75% are getting that ass whooped? Yep. Yeah, they couldn't do it on TV. Even, even back then, yo. You, yeah, you, 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 you can't be a uh, Peterson out here in the streets, yo. Oh. Dr. Callie says 30% in general and 75% in black. Damn. 75 to 30? That's crazy. Is that why... I've, <laughs> one of my favorite quotes is Dave Chappelle had called like Neil Brennan one time after watching 12 Years a Slave and he was like yo do you think slaves beat their kids <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing I shouldn't be laughing though. <laughs> that's a real question though that's a real question though oh my god it's like a learned behavior like, I got beat today in the field, so I'm going to come around and beat you? Yeah, like, I did wrong, and Massa beat me, and it's like, well, now that I am, now that I am, you know, the king of my own castle, for lack of a better word, like, I'm beating my kids who I am the master of, I guess. Say way, say way to them, I'm going to beat you, so, like, you don't actively feast and get shot by the police? I mean, Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. That's if I can't, I'm not beating them, y'all. I know you are. I know first day high school. Come on. First day high school, you are line them all up like like on like on a uh, back uh, uh, like on baby boy. Oh my god! <laughs> One hit a quitter. Just boom. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, man. Uh, I don't. Okay, if I'm being honest, I would like to say. That I would not beat my kids. I would like to say that. Yeah, but you are. That's not true. Why are you saying that? No, it, it depends who you. It, it depends who you have kids with. Yeah. Because if they're pro beating or pro pro corporal punishment, you're you're gonna do it. See, I don't. I don't know, man. Like, I, I think I think I would need to really. Uh, to be fair, I think I would need to really communicate what all this is going on. You know what I'm saying like. I agree, Joe. That's what I said earlier before you came in. Master was only ones allowed to beat, yeah. No, I'm saying if, if you if you like really early with them, then you shouldn't have to like physically discipline them. Oh, oh, yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if you if you do a good job up front, then you don't really have to. Yeah. Hey, uh, appreciate you, Mad Yummy. Appreciate you. Thanks for joining in and and contributing. Shout out to African Punishments, man. It brought you to us today. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get on this topic, yo? Oh, with the... With the uh, Arguing with his mama. Yeah, at the cabin. Uh, particularly with boys. Society tells us that our boys won't be tough if you spare the rod, which is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, Society does have a bad... 
Your dad fucking died you up a bunch of chest. I ain't soft, nigga. I'm hard, nigga. I'm hard. <laughs> oh. I do this shit. That goes back to that whole, well, don't cry. I'm just going to cry about type shit, especially if you're a boy. It's just fucked up, to be honest. Yeah, I ain't going to lie to you, bro. Like, I thought crying was the weakest shit ever. Like, the weakest shit ever. I, I think I have a very inappropriate relationship with crying. Um, like, I think I think I cried during the Green Mile for a little bit. And no, then... It was after you cried. Uh, that's not fucking fair. I, I'll tell you. Last time I cried was probably... A week ago, uh, I teared up. I fucking fuck around. I teared up Sunday. I had like a, I had like the one like, oh shit, but yeah. like, like cried, cried. I think it's been like a week. It was like, two, like a week and a half ago for me, right? I, I had the one. Tear. I didn't cry and creed. I no, started. I had that one thing, right? Uh huh. I was watching Coach Carter for his podcast. Nice. You seen Coach Carter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scene where the uh, I forgot his name, the um like the Mexican dude and his cousin gets shot and he shows up on the doorstep of Coach Carter's yes. house and he's just yes. like I do anything, just let me play the team, I do anything, they killed him, they covered in blood. Like I was like, oh shit, that oh. Denzel tear from Glory. That's it. I don't think I cried in Just Mercy. Just Mercy was sad, but it wasn't like as sad as it would have been if it was 1970. It was still Just Mercy. I don't know, yo. Just Mercy was sad. No, it was sad. I just didn't yeah. cry. I think I thought it was going to be worse. And so I prepared myself. Uh, and so I didn't end up crying. But it was sad. I'm going to ask you this. Have you just seen your dad cry? Have I seen my dad? I saw my dad cry. I see He's cried before. Yeah. Um, but shit. Uh, maybe two, three times tops. And one of them was, and one of them was at his, like, at his dad's funeral. Yeah. Um, and that shit fucked me up. Cause like that was maybe that was the only time that I think I've seen him really like I'm crying. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there had been like tears, you know what I'm saying, at different funerals and stuff. But like my man was crying and I was like Like, nope. like on the on the best man best man two type crying. Man, was- like real tears, like real tears. But then like I just have the utmost respect for him because, like, he, like, powered through that shit. Like, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, <laughs> it was like a, like, I'm crying, crying, but, like, I'm, I'm saying what I need to say, and I'm going to talk about what needs to be talked about, and um, shit was, shit was dope. Yeah, I, I saw my dad shed a tear one time my whole life, and that was during Boys in the Hood. <laughs> and, like, literally... I don't know. My parents used to take me to some like some movies that I shouldn't have been watching when I was a kid. Cause I saw I saw Boys in the Hood in the theaters. Yeah. I saw New Jack City in the theaters. But when but when Ricky got shot and you know whatever, yeah. I thought my dad was like crying. I'm like, what? Yo, <laughs> yo, here we got some we got some good uh, we got some good stuff in here. Teared up on Sixth Sense. I'm getting soft, but it didn't see like I mean, but even that comment. Isn't that like reflective of this thing that we're talking about? Like, I teared up when that makes you soft, kind of thing. I, I know it's a joke, but still, like, it's interesting the language that we choose to use when we talk about it. 
It did make me think of my real grandmother. Yeah, big facts, big facts. Men get a raw deal on crying and emotions, especially black men. Women perpetuate the BS too, honestly, when, until they get older and they want a real, a well-rounded guy. Hey, talk about that shit. And yes, Dr. Kelly, this is important to talk about. I'm glad we're getting to get this off. Maybe I need to save this one, Brad. We actually talked about some decent shit this week. So this might be uh... a... <laughs> this about to, we about to just uh, we about to just motherfucking uh, edit this and put it out of the podcast. <laughs> like real talk, <laughs> boys do cry. Fuck you talking about. Um, nah, but real talk, like I uh, I would I would honestly say that. It's only been probably the past six months that I have been comfortable enough with myself to, like, admit that I cried to someone. Like, it's, it's like, like, and I, when I tell you, you know, you asked me last time I cried, like, I bawled, which I can't remember the last time I did that ever, you feel me? Like, but I was just, like, distraught, kind of. And, I, I mean, I, I hit you up, right? It was... yeah. It was like after the Ahmad Arbery shit, like, and then you had that whole thing on top of like family loss, like relationship loss, um, and all of that shit just keeps coming back. And yeah. It's like, man, fuck all that, bro. Like, this shit is is releasing though, right? And like, because like you like you keep all that shit like like pent up inside, and it just feels like you have like. Like this pressure on you, yeah. And then, like, I guess you you cry, you feel you know so much better. Yeah, and you know, and King Chaffee Bill, right? The buildup, yeah. My therapist would describe it as the uh, brown paper bag. Like you know, you're at a grocery store and you have a brown paper bag, and you're putting all your shit in your bag. And you're like, oh, I gotta bag this all up, da da da. And you get ready to go try to carry it out to the car, and if your bag is too full, everything just busts out the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, you know, the appropriate thing is to constantly take an inventory. Like, hey, maybe this is too full. Maybe I'm putting too much shit in my bag right now, and I'm carrying around too much shit. And yeah, it's freeing to uh, it's freeing to like when it just kind of bottoms out because you're forced to kind of deal with it. But, you know, I think the more powerful thing is just to kind of do those constant stuff check-ins and just, you know, see how you're doing. And, you know, and Callie has a good point, right? Like, it is a skill in itself on how to support other people through that kind of stuff, you know. And we only got 40 seconds left, but I will, you know, just give a personal plug and shout-out to you and Callie, you know, because I've obviously been going through my fair share of shit the last two months and you guys have been very you know supportive and so i think there are people out there that do that and so you know for anybody his on the call um you know be a friend to somebody man because you never really know what someone's going on going on in their life and you know sometimes it's okay to shut up and listen 10 seconds left tunde you got any last words man i uh, thank you all for joining i think we're trying to make this uh it's on podcast hopefully we we'll might yeah all right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation that we had on our Instagram Live. Um, I know I did, and I think I can speak for John when I say he did as well. Um, we had, yep, we had some really good conversation with our um, people who kind of tuned in. 
So in the future, I think what we're going to do from then on is uh, have an Instagram live um, platform where we kind of record our, um, like us getting ready for our show and kind of have interactions with people who are interested in whatever we're going to talk about. Sometimes it'll be random. Sometimes it'll just be us, you know, kind of pre-shooting the shit before we actually shoot the shit on the, on the show. So if you um, want to tune in next time, well, it's always going to be sometime on um, Monday night. Can't give you an exact time because our schedules are kind of uh, different from week to week. But um, if you follow the Summer 16 podcast, you will get a notification about us going live sometime on Monday night. Uh, so Perfect. thanks again for listening. Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, dog. So now that, you know, we've given, uh, talked about our, you know, shooting the shit and we talked about Instacare and us running as well as our Instagram live conversation, I think now's a good time to wrap up the show with our recommendations for the week. Um, so I think you're going to go first and then I'll give my recommendations. So with that said, I'll let you give the people um, what you're feeling this week. All right. All right. AVM, audiovisual mental for episode nine. Uh, I'm really excited about my audio wreck this week, man. Um, so for that, my cousin actually released like a, a small project. It's a three song sort of EP called Can I Live? L-I-V. And her musician name is Just Live. Um, she's been doing a ton of incredible work over the past couple years, uh, whether it's her own personal projects, um, you know, being featured on some really popular albums like The Game and other artists like that. She was in the Sunday Service Choir touring with Kanye. I saw her most recently over the holidays while she was on tour with, uh, with uh, the Smiths, uh, you know, uh, Willow and Jaden. So she's been at She's had a chance to travel all over the world, um, work with some amazing artists. And now she's pushing a lot of her own music. And so this short EP, Can I Live? uh, It's really great. And I'm not just saying that because I'm super biased. Um, She's, she's just, I love her. She's so good. Everybody check it out. I actually just got the notification. It actually popped up on my recommended music on Spotify. So shout out to the algorithm because it just knows. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've been a fan, a huge fan, and I would love everyone to check it out too and, you know, let her get some feedback on the music that she's making because um, she's doing really, really good work. And I, just, I literally just added it to my iTunes. You got it. It's yep. on Apple Music too. Yeah, it's on yep. all the major yep. platforms, yep. man. So. so, first song is All Right. Second song is Summertime in the Dirty. And last song is Can I Live? So Can I Live? Can I Live? going to check it out tomorrow. For sure, dog. Yeah, you know, it's a short little project. This is something to wet the palate, get some people aware of. And, you know, I know she's got some big things coming in the works too. So, it's exciting times, you know, really exciting times. So, for my video, uh, I went with. You know, one that we talk about in passing, uh, but this past week was the series finale, so the entire show is over. Uh, Game of Zones, 
So basically, uh, Bleacher Report, every playoff season, would do a parody of the M- NBA season in like the theme of like a Game of Thrones type episode. Uh, it had been going on for seven seasons, I want to say. And it it's just recently so ended. Good. So we could talk about that really quick, right? What did you think, without spoiling it, what did you, how did you feel about the ending? Because for me, um, it kind of ended kind of like how the real show. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like that. Like, at the end, you're like, oh, so that's, that's who, like, is the, is the winner? Just like, yeah. in, just like, you're like, like, Brandon, Brandon's on the throne. What? After all yeah. this? Seriously, and it, it was like you know when you've been invested in something so long, you're, you you want to finish it, you want to get that um, chapter closed. I thought it was kind of funny. I, th- I mean, they always do an amazingly uh, cool job with the parallels that they draw from the show with you know the actual sporting events, right? Even this season, we had a Kobe cameo and all that good stuff, and so. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. But oh, during quarantine, I think they've been better about putting the entire seasons like blocked so you can watch them in order, whether it's on YouTube or on Bleacher Report and stuff. So going back and looking at those episodes, you're exactly right. Um, it is. It's such a it's such a fun thing to watch, and episodes are really short. And so um, we're so desperate for sports now. Uh, why not combine that with you know Game of Thrones with us remembering it fondly versus how it really ended in real life because that was trash. Still disappointed. Quick sidebar. Knowing how Game of Thrones ended, would you recommend that show to anyone to watch in 2020? I would. Really? For sure. Sure. Like I think even the last season, I was cool with the last season until Trash. The episode after the battle, um the battle of the North. Like, even that battle I was cool with. I, you know, I was so disappointed by the last season, you know, that I don't feel comfortable being like, hey, man, you should spend all this time getting super invested in these characters, going John, through all these story arcs, and then ending the way it did. It's like, fuck John, that. I, I, watched, I watched Lost. Lost was great until See. the last 10 minutes of the of the series like Mm-mm. like eight or seven seasons and then even the last season was amazing mm. I, the last episode amazing then the last 10 minutes you're like what what the fuck was that bruh i never watched lost so i can't relate to that and, but, but i, I can also you would watch lost all the way over again i watched it twice already uh, maybe maybe i put too much emphasis on endings but like like if the movie ends poorly, like why am I investing all my time in this to have a shitty ending? Like that's for, trash. For the, ride. for the ride. Maybe I need. Yeah. You know, well, you know what? Well, you know that's something to to unpack one day. Another <laughs> note. We should enjoy the journey. It's not about the finish line. Quotes from Tunde. <laughs> um. All right. And so for my mental, I have a book that I just finished this past week called Rework. Rework. It's by Jason Freed 
and his co-author is David Heinemeyer Hansen. Basically, he's the uh, co-founder of this software tool called Basecamp. And what they do, or what this idea of this book is, you know, Basecamp is some small productivity tool uh, that, you know, it's a product that they make and sell. And the idea of this book is that it's trying to help you reprogram or rethink what it takes to really start a business. Uh, and so it shows you that you kind of need less than you really think um, to kind of get things started because the emphasis should be on building things that are easy to use, that you care about, that you would want to use yourself, uh, and how a lot of the common misconceptions that people have about business, whether it's like, oh, you need to work super long hours or why you should be constantly hiring and blah, 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 blah. All these misconceptions don't necessarily get you to the end result of building a successful business. Um, and, and, and lastly, one of the things that kind of stood out is uh, this idea that, you know, a lot of people will start a small company or a startup, so you, if, as some people call them, uh, with an exit strategy in mind. And just this parallel on, you know, if you want to build anything of value or anything that matters to you or anything you care about, why would you start, you know, with an expectation to quit um, in a yeah. sense? You know what I'm saying? And so just re kind of retraining your brain to think about the higher priority items first, um, building something that you care about, building something that means something to you, and doing it with less versus just trying to throw money or investors' resources at it because you're losing your autonomy and that passion that it, it took to build the project in general. So uh, I finished the audio book from the library. It actually only took maybe four hours. So for an audio book that's really short. Mm -hmm. um, and so the book is called Rework um, by Jason Fried and David Heinemeyer Hansen. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a good book. So. Those are my AVMs, dog. Good shit. Good shit. Um, so for my AVMs, I'm going to start with um, my audio. So I think it's fitting that uh, for my audio, um, today was the, well, Monday being Memorial Day, was the Versus 112 versus um, Jagged Edge. So this past week, I knew, you know, that the battle was coming up, or the verses. And so this past weekend, um, as I was, um, you know, doing chores around the house, I think I was doing laundry and uh, washing dishes, I kind of went ahead and listened to my favorite 112 album, and that's um, uh, part three. So I think I know part three, uh, word for word, song for song. The entire album. The entire album. The entire. I've like I was talking to my friends during the verses before we got on Call of Duty, and I was telling them how like I used to have this crush on this girl uh, my sophomore year of college, and like I would give her a ride to stats class, and like um, on the way to class I would like conveniently have like this album playing every time she got in the car. <laughs> I was I was so corny, yo. <laughs> now that's a move, G. You got the you got the little slow jams playing, man. Yeah, like, set yeah. the mood and the whip. But like songs like uh, like the way it starts with like Puffy like intro, 
um, dance with me. It's over now. Like I remember the video where like the like the music video when the song when the elevator opens up. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, uh, it's uh, Peaches and Cream, of course, uh, and Dog Player. The, like, we, we, took, we, we talked about like how the, the Slime and B album was kind of like toxic R&B. Yeah. No song on that album has anything on player, yo. That's for the, the one. For, 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 for the dude to say, yo, I'm a player and you like you already knew who I was. And, like, like I'm not ready for a relationship, but when I am, the first one I'm going to call is you. Whew. Like, I, I know you're going to wait around. So when I'm ready, Whew. I'm, I'm going to call you. Whew. But yeah. But yeah, that album was amazing. Uh, 16 songs of just heat. If you get a chance, just go ahead and listen to like a song from beginning to end. I promise you, there are literally no skips. Mm. No, no skips. Um, so that's my that's my audio. Um, so for my for my visual, um, I don't know if I talked about it a lot on this podcast, but um, over like the past two years i've been really into like indoor like plants and like having like a lot of greens like in my area in my living area so um i follow a couple of really good accounts so one I, one i'm going to recommend is called black men with gardens and they also have um another version called black women with gardens both instagram accounts if like you're looking for like inspiration for like getting like your indoor and outdoor um gardens together uh tips on how to care for plants i think that both are really good accounts to follow uh i'm actually trying to figure out like how i'm gonna get my i'm gonna submit my picture to black men with gardens and nice i'm trying to figure out which exact which plants i want to be centered in my picture um i have a bird's nest fern which is like my like my first real plant that I bought, I spent a good amount of money on it. Um, What's a good amount of money? Uh, $110. Ooh. Yeah, you, uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, but I'm going to submit my, my, my picture. Hopefully they post it because I'm really proud of a lot of my plants. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, I, it's, it's one thing like, you have, especially you have like a small plant and you see it grow it's like a really big plant you see it sprout new leaves and flowers you're like oh man i did this i, I can actually take care of a plant yeah um but yeah so check out those two accounts black men with gardens and black women with gardens and Dope. so that's my my visual and for my mental uh i'm going to recommend autobiography it's the title is called asada and autobiography um based on life of asada shakur uh if you don't know her, she's the godmother of Tupac, um, basically sister of Ifini Shakur. Uh, basically, the, the the book centers around um, a, a altercation. I'm gonna say altercation, um, an attempted murder on her life by a New Jersey um, state trooper, who basically pulled her and two other men over on a turnpike. Uh, in 1973 and there was a shootout that ensued she was badly injured like her hand that damn they got blown off but and then other, i think the other two men were also killed in that altercation and the, also the police officer was killed so uh needs to say the police officer was white 
and they try to say that she was the murderer of the police officer, even though it was impossible for her to, to carry a gun because the hand got blown off. Mm. Um, but basically, they convicted her of the murder of that cop, and uh, I think the, the book starts off with her in the hospital and talks about how uh, basically she escapes prison and flees to Cuba, who has a non-extradition treaty yep. with the United States, and she still lives there today. Yep. And she, yep. and then I think a couple of years ago the FBI actually moved it to the top of the most wanted list for whatever reason. Um, Crazy. But the book also talks about J. Edgar Hoover and the role that he played, him and the FBI played with Cointel Pro and how they uh, basically targeted the Black Panthers. But it's a really, really good book, um, autobiography. So if you get a chance, um, I suggest you check it out. I'm really yeah, into autobiographies. It's definitely one that I've had on my list and been meaning to check out. And, you know, you even alluded to it, you know, the fact that, you know, she is still currently an asylum in, in Cuba and is still alive, right? Like it kind of just puts into perspective, you know, like whatever story that, you know, she tells and reads, like this is still someone who is alive today. Like this is their lifetime. And so, you know, as much as we want to talk about all the changes and great strides, like, these are still the people walking around in the situations still happening today. Um, and so, you know, I haven't read the book yet, uh, but just all that I've heard and read about her and her life is so extraordinary that I can only imagine like taking the time to really deep dive in the, in the whole autobiography. So good recommendation um, for sure. You would not be, you would not be disappointed. disappointed. Oh, I, don't, I don't doubt it. Yep. But um, those are the um, audio, visual, and mental recommendations that we have for this week. Um, I'm pretty sure towards the end of the week we'll have a post up um, just with the um, just showing each of our recommendations for the week. So going into this weekend, you can kind of check them out if you don't um, have anything better to do, or if you do, uh, check them out. So with that said, we're gonna go ahead and close out the show. Um, so we left you with some things to check out until next time. So first, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, this show has a different kind of format than what you're used to. So if you made it to the end, thank you again uh, for listening. And if you want to stay connected with us, ask us any questions that, that we can answer on air or, you know, have um, any advice that you want um, answered, you can email us at summer16podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on our show's Instagram page, uh, Summer16Pod, or on our Facebook page, Summer16Podcast. And again, we'll have all the links in the description of the show. And lastly, if you enjoy the content and want to help us grow and provide better shows, um, you know, just don't hesitate to put something towards our cash app, uh, dollar sign, Summer16Pod, anything helps. So, you know, we are, we are trying to grow the show and provide you with uh, better content. So that said, until next time, hold out of gang shit. See y'all later. See you, everybody. Thanks again, man. This was fun. Peace. Peace.